Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts in Time podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And I'm excited today, listeners, to have something completely different for you to uh, listen to and get excited about. And my special guest today is Gillian Rothschild Shola. Did I pronounce that right, Gillian? It's actually scholar, but you got really close. It's like scholarship, <laughs> scholar. That's my ah. husband's last name. Very That's close. One. Good job. <laughs> That's one thing I did clarify the spelling of as well, isn't it? It's all good. It's all good. Because uh, the, today's topic is going to be around Sprung Chui. And uh, I actually managed to say it properly because you did. coached me in how to say it. Good job. You get a gold star. Good job. <laughs> and I think this is a, a totally new topic for our audience to listen to. We've never had anybody that's an expert around this particular field before so I'm, I'm really excited and interested in, in, in what you've got to share around how this can affect uh, people in and around their love dating and relationship lives. I'm so excited to be here thank you for having me. So when you um, talked about it previously off air it, you mentioned Chinese astrology and the four pillars of destiny what I would really love to know is is you know, how, how do you normally explain what that is to people? Excellent question. I think that it's helpful to get a context of what feng shui is first, and then we can talk a little bit about that four pillars of destiny system as well. Yes. Because so, people are like, what's feng shui? Why should I have that? And, and what is it? Why is it important to me? So to me, feng shui is a support system for our lives. Feng shui is an ancient Chinese art and science that allows us to create harmony and balance within any environment. And when we create harmony and balance, it lends support to our lives. So when our lives have support through our physical environment, then it's much easier for us to achieve the things that we want in life, like well-being, abundance, love, and happiness. Mm. So what that means for you is that you have the ability to control how supportive your physical environment is in creating the life that you want right now. So as a practitioner, I work very individually on someone's specific goals to help them bring balance and harmony to the space using the principles of feng shui. So that's so, really what feng shui is. Yeah. And is it usually put into practice just in uh, home environments or does it sort of go across the board in any environment you like to enter, such as your workplace and, and, and what have you? Absolutely used in a workplace and in the home. So many businesses worldwide use feng shui. Big conglomerations that are doing international business. Things like banks, um, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Facebook, um, Microsoft, Google. I and mean, these huge companies and national mm -hmm. corporations that are, that are working worldwide all use classical feng shui. Um, in their main buildings, usually in their branches, in their other offices. And typically, the, the owner, right, would also have their home feng shui in addition. 
So everything accumulates to contribute to the energetic support in our life. And what are the key benefits then to actually, you know, being conscious of, of implementing feng shui? So I feel like it's just easier to go with the flow of energy than to go against it. When you think about feng shui, we kind of talk about like driving a car on the road. So if that road is going to be bumpy, you're not going to want to be driving a Ferrari. <laughs> you're going to want to be driving a Hummer. If that road is going to be smooth, then that would be a good time to be on the Autobahn with your Ferrari. Um, and with feng shui, we can help smooth out those bumps so we can remove negative energetic obstacles and barriers to achieving the things that we want. When we are in energetic alignment with our environment, it's just easier to get to attain the things that we want. We're able to feel supported, have energy, be able to focus, achieve our goals, be more attractive. This, the list sort of goes on and on. Feng Shui really addresses just about every issue under the umbrella of the human experience. And that's one component, right? So yeah. we want to make sure that with feng shui, we're using our exterior environment, the mountains, the rivers, the roads, all the things that are in our exterior environment and have the good chi or the energy flowing toward us so that we can use it. If that chi is not flowing in a direction that's supportive to us, then we may find that we have negative encounters, that we're they're just it's just hard to get things done. You feel like you're always running into roadblocks. You can't seem to achieve the things that you want. It becomes really challenging and frustrating. And then sometimes that turns into negative emotion, which can turn into illness. And then it sort of snowballs into a situation where it can be out of control. And you feel like you, you just are overwhelmed with all of the issues that are going on in life. And that's when usually that's usually when someone calls for a, like an emergency consultation, like my life is falling apart and I need help right now. Mm. Um, so with feng shui, we can be proactive. We can use feng shui when we're buying a property or getting into an office space to see that it's supported from the get-go. It's easier to do it that way than fixing issues on the back end. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. There's a bit of overlap there. <laughs> what determines, you know, uh, where you start? Is it literally looking at a map and seeing where the north, south, east, west is on the compass or where they latitude or longitude lines are, you know, where do you start with um, determining, you know, where the energy is flowing from and where it's going to? So that is definitely one component, right? I'm going to look at the mountain and see where is the natural water flow from that mountain? Water flows down a mountain and it has a channel and it just flows in a specific direction. You can look at maps and you can see where the water flows in a city. Just as an example, you can take Hong Kong or New York. And you can see that these are big cities on large bodies of water and they're situated in a way where the chi comes from the mountain and it collects in that city. So there's actually a feng shui phrase that says chi rides on the wind and stops at the boundary of water. So feng shui, feng means wind and shui means water. And that's essentially what you're doing with feng shui is seeing where the chi rides and where it collects so that you can capture it. That's one component, right? So it's looking at the exterior landform. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned earlier the four pillars of destiny. So the other thing that I do in classical feng shui, which I think is essential, and at least in my view, we also look at the person's energy. 
So the four pillars of destiny is created through knowing someone's birth date and time. And the four pillars create a chart of Chinese characters and elements that are dictated through someone's year of birth, month of birth, day of birth, and hour of birth, which is a two-hour window in the Chinese clock. And from that information, we can ascertain details about someone's personal energy map of their life, what, what their strengths are, what their personalities are, um, what, things that, what things they're interested in, what kind of businesses they can be successful at, um, the list sort of goes on and on about what information you can get through a, a four pillars of destiny chart. So in feng shui, in my practice, I'm also looking at that chart to see what kind of energy someone's bringing to that environment. And then I'm going to work to customize that person's home environment setup to align with their personal energy. Because in feng shui, there's something called the three lucks. And so there's heaven luck, there's human luck and earth luck. So heaven luck is the energy you're born with. Whenever you are born, that's the energy that is sort of stamped as your life. And, and it gives you a, a sort of a roadmap of how your life can expect to play out. The human luck is our free will and our choices. So it's where we live, where we choose to work, how we choose to behave, things that we do through our free will. Yeah. The earth luck is literally the feng shui part. It is where the energy flows, what city we are living in, our circumstances, how supportive our environment is. So with those three components, we actually have a good amount of control. We can choose the choices that we can elect to choose good choices. We can make good choices in life. And we can also choose to address the feng shui and optimize it to, to the best of what's available in the space. That's a good amount of control for, for if you're feeling uncertain or if you're feeling stuck or if you're feeling um, like things are just overwhelming, you have a lot of opportunity to create a shift in your life. Yeah, massively. So how would you necessarily, you know, if somebody was specifically focused on the area of um, love, dating and relationships, how could this knowledge be used, used to benefit that situation if they were unsatisfied with the um, um, thinking that their relationship status is not fulfilling? That's a great question. So in that case, if someone came to me and said, something's going wrong with my relationship, what can you do to help? The first thing I want to do is look at someone's personal four pillars of destiny chart to find out what kind of personal luck cycle or energy they're dealing with. We can look at the past and see what has happened in the past, what's led to this moment. And then from that information, we can look forward and make some pretty specific forecasting on what to expect. Then we, using that information, we can look at the home and see how supportive the home is or is not. So as an example, one of the systems I use in feng shui is called eight mansions. And it's very common. It's very widely used. It's very easy actually for us to implement individually. And it's a foundation of my practice. And it essentially says that based on your birth date, you have four, quote, good directions and four, quote, bad directions um, that you can use, whether it's a sleeping direction or a, a direction to work or to have a conversation, um, to have, maybe have a meeting if you're going to date somebody, 
to improve the energetic support you get in your environment. So that's one system that I would definitely be using. And then I'd also want to look at that person's chart and find out, are they optimizing some of the special energy stars that are available for them to improve their likability, to improve their ability to attract a partner, to understand what, what makes a mate suitable for them. And those are all conversations that we can have using the four pillars of destiny chart and understanding the house. So I think the most popular star, if you will, that people get excited about is what's something called the peach blossom star. It's like called a flower of romance. Um, it's great for increasing likability. It's excellent for um, helping to attract a partner. And there's different ways that you can use this star. It can be activated, if you will, in a house. There's multiple methods of activating this peach blossom star. If you know through your birth chart, your four pillars of destiny chart, what your peach blossom star is, you can use that area of your home. You can sit in that area of the home. You can have a bedroom in that area. If that's not possible, you can take action on those days. So then you start bringing in the Chinese calendar. Maybe that means on the month of your peach blossom star, you make more of an effort to go out and be social. Maybe that means um, setting up dates and meetings on those special months or days. If all else fails, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to reach out for help. And there's also extra stars that everyone has through their chart called noblemen. And nobleman stars are great because those are helpful energy stars and they bring people who bring you support. So noblemen basically come in and make things easier when you're in a dire situation. So what that means is that you can find your nobleman sector of your home. You can use that area. You can activate it. You can sleep in that area. If you know what your nobleman month is, then you can go network. Go tell your friends that you are looking for a partner and have them hook you up with people and have you make introductions. Sometimes it's not just you doing all the work. Sometimes it's also about bringing in your network to help you. Mm. So there's, there's always more than one way to skin a cat <laughs> in much <laughs> way. Um, I think that there is a, like a myth that there's only one way to attract a relationship with feng shui. And that's mostly because there's a lot of westernized perceptions about what feng shui is. Mm, and yeah. it's been, I think, overly simplified when, in fact, with classical feng shui, there are so many more options than just the money tree in the money corner or just one area of the house for romance. And that's just not real in my practice. Is there ever an environment where you think, no, you wouldn't be able to do anything to improve it? I mean, is there ever a space oh, yeah. where you walked in and thought, you know what, you need to move? <laughs> yes, yes. In an over a decade, I've only said that four times. It's a very hard conversation to have. <laughs> but I have a, I will tell you, I have a, a true story of one of my favorite clients who um, called me and said, I've recently been divorced. I moved into this house and I'm not sure if I should keep the house. I really want to get into a new relationship. My kids are grown. Um, I have a business and I, I walked in and I immediately knew that that house was not going to support him because it was actually missing a huge sector of the house. Like there was a huge chunk of the house that was missing because it was an odd shaped house. It didn't have the, the, the support from the land 
And then when I walked in, there was no flooring anywhere. There was no carpet. There was no hardwood. There was nothing. There was no tile. Nothing. It was like a slab throughout the whole house. And he was feeling really stuck because he didn't know if he should invest a bunch of money to upgrade the house and stay there. He wanted his business to thrive. And I had to say, I'm not going to tell you to move, but this is why this house is not going to support you. And so we went through the list of, you know, reasons why I would encourage him to consider a different environment based on his goals. Interesting. Um, and, he, <laughs> and because he could live there, but he wasn't going to find a partner there. And he decided to sell. Um, and we worked together and he, uh, he hired a stager. They cleaned up the house for sale. We used auspicious date selection. He sold it on a great date. He got a huge bonus in the, in the sale because it, he sold for way more than he thought it was going to sell for. He's now in a new house. Over time, we've helped him bring in a relationship. His business has grown. So it's really gratifying for me to see people in those situations because I'm often called for, for situations where people are on the brink of divorce or already have gotten a divorce um, or they're single and they're looking for a relationship and they're wanting to improve their ability to attract a mate and they want to know the right timing to do that. Sometimes it's just about knowing the timing. Mm. If you are, have, are running around for the last few years trying to attract a mate and your mate's not coming for two more years in your chart, then it's good for you to know that <laughs> because that gives you time to prepare. It gives you time to focus on other things in your life, get your career in order if that's important to you, do the emotional work that is needed to be ready for your partner. And then when you can see in the chart that the partner's coming, then you can be more, more proactive in that time frame on addressing everything that you can do to attract that partner. Okay. That's really, really interesting. So if, if I was in a situation where, um, you know, I, I was speaking to you now and was giving you my birthday, for example, would you be able to off the cuff, tell me anything about that? Or would you need to actually, you know, have a proper separate time to, to prepare stuff to be able to, to give me any feedback? Um, I generally like to do a little bit of preparation um, there's some basic information that we can get just from, for example, the year that someone is born. Um, because there's four pillars, right? Mm. You can get a lot of information, um, just knowing the, um, the year that someone is born because that is one component. So, I mean, we, I'm happy to talk with you about it if you want to share with the community. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just fascinated just to, okay. just to know. Yeah, because my year of, uh, I was born was 1960. So um, okay. I'm uh, a good 60 years old now. <laughs> Congratulations, you made it. Um, now, were you, what, what, do you mind sharing what month you were born in? Yeah, February. February, uh, was it later in the month or early in the month? Yeah, 27th. Okay, great. So the, that, now this is really fascinating. So the reason that I asked that question is because on the Chinese calendar, the Chinese calendar is a solar calendar and mm -hmm. the year changes on February 4th or 5th every year. Yes. So if you, and, and that will dictate the year that you were actually born in. So from that information that tells me that you were born in the year of the rat. Yeah. <laughs> and when I mentioned earlier, your four good directions and your four sort of quote bad directions, that helps me calculate what's called your personal life gua number. So your personal life gua number is two. Mm -hmm. um, and that information tells me your gua uh, is either East Life Group or West Life Group. So gua two 
is a Westlife group person. This is very much like a Mother Earth kind of person. Um, they're very intuitive. They're incredibly nurturing. Um, these kinds of people are extremely grounded. What we like to say about people who are Guatu is they can do 10 million things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. They can do just about everything. So for you, um, you're also born in the year of the rat and we're currently in the year of the rat. Yes. So that is super exciting because that can mean big things for your year. It can mean that um, you have some significant changes. It can mean that you maybe had a move or um, something more visible to the, to the world because it's the year pillar. So that means that it's very visible. And in terms of, it's interesting that you talk, you were talking about romance because um, there is a really interesting code that we use in the four pillars of destiny analysis. And so peach blossom is one component, right? So that is one star that we can take a look at. Um, we can also look at a soulmate code uh, based on the day of birth. We can look at sexual compatibility. That's something else that we can look at through your um, four pillars of destiny. Um, your, your actual nobleman star, we can look at that as well. Um, it just tell, it, we just sort of goes on and on about what it can tell us. So this is kind of a big year for you, actually. Have, do you mind sharing if you've had some significant changes this year? Yeah, I have um, recently separated from a 10-year relationship, which is mutually agreed. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've remained friends. So that's okay. been a big life change. That's a huge life change. Yeah. That, those kinds of big life events typically happen on uh, years when you go, oh, it's my year. And sometimes it's not always, it doesn't feel sometimes always like it's so, so great, but in hindsight, you'll go, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Um, so people who have a rat in their chart um, in their peach blossom code need to see a rabbit, a pig, or a goat in order for that peach blossom to be activated. So it's possible that last year a peach blossom was actually activated because last year was the year of the pig. Um, and so if you, for example, interact with people who have a goat or a rabbit or a pig in their chart, they can possibly be more attracted to you. Um, they can find you more interesting. I, you may find yourself more skeptical about dating or being interested in, in um, a relationship this year, and that's okay because it ends in February. <laughs> this is just a season, and you're going to be into something new very soon. This year it, uh, it also has um, a special code called a red matchmaker code. It's another peach blossom star and it's great for finding love. Um, I like talking about this with people who are single because um, this is the star that people want to be able to access when they're looking for a relationship because it's all about love. So for someone who has a rat in their chart, the rabbit is the red matchmaker code. So if you and I had talked last year and you were looking for a relationship with a rat in your chart, I might've said, hey, let's be more active in the springtime during the rabbit month, which is March, and let's get you out there. Let's have you um, interacting and being social and putting yourself out there for a relationship, talking to friends, being set up, being more active during that time frame." Does that mean that's your only shot? No, because <laughs> that's just a month, but you also get that opportunity every 12 days. 
and there's also a rabbit hour. So you have opportunity during that time frame to find access to that energy if you're looking for love. Like that would be a good time on a rabbit day during a rabbit hour to like swipe left or swipe right. <laughs> Feels more like a romance. Okay. So, so does that mean that I'm likely to find a, a rabbit uh, partner more interesting to me that, than somebody that's not born in that year? Or does that not got anything to do with it? There are things that make people more suited for each other through a four pillars of destiny chart. The rabbit may be one component, but because there's four pillars, there's lots of different pieces. Mm. When we're looking for, is this person suitable? We can use the four pillars of destiny because there are, um, there are ways of looking at the five elements. So I'm, I'm mentioning animals, I'm mentioning time frames, but all of these also break down to the five elements. And the five elements in feng shui are wood, water, fire, earth, and metal. So it's very helpful when you're looking at a chart to see if the, the spouse is going to be supportive of you and in what way. Is it that person going to be supportive to you through your relationship, through a marriage, um, through a business, through your hopes and dreams? So there are different aspects to a chart as to identify if that person is going to be suitable for you. And then, and then there's a more advanced system in addition to that called Chimen Dunja, which we haven't talked about. Um, but that is a really powerful system that helps you understand, I'm looking at these two suitors and these two people that I'm interested in and would one person be better for me than the other? How would I know if one is better than the other right now? Yeah. And that chart can identify, <laughs> is this person more of a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Or is this person really more of a, a romance and a marriage? Is this person going to help me with money? Is this person going to help me... Um, in supporting the things that I want? Is this person going to have something in common with me? Is that person going to be more suited in that regard? And that is a more advanced way of seeing suitability um, in addition to the four pillars of destiny. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I think that when you're using all of this, it's just so important to know your own chart. I feel like with four pillars of destiny, it's great to have a reading. It's really interesting. Um, it can answer questions that are sort of big and overwhelming and you're not sure which direction to go in. And I also think that it's really helpful to know yourself so mm -hmm. that you can be ready for your partner. Absolutely. So I think that having that reading is just as important to say like, am I in the right career field? Am I satisfied with my life? If I'm not, why? And, and sometimes getting those, those cards in order first before you're ready to attract a partner. Yeah. Well, I certainly know myself very well. I've done a lot of internal work. Decades, <laughs> I have to say, and I have no, honestly, I have no doubt that I'll, I'll attract another soulmate partner, you know, um, very, very soon. You know, I'm, I just have that confidence. That's <laughs> uh, great. Be obviously in the, the right, um, I suppose, industry to, to know that, you know, how energies work in, in order to uh, attract the right partner for me too. So, Right. Not any concerns around it whatsoever. It's just, uh, you know, it's just That's interesting good. what you have to say about it. Yeah, of course. And if you were my client, right, I'd also be looking at the feng shui and I would be saying, you have four good directions, you have four bad directions. So let's use your four good directions more often than not. And for Gua Tu, your four good directions, because your Westlife group are West, Northwest, Southwest, and Northeast. 
So I, I mean, if you were facing West or Northwest or Southwest for the bulk of the things that you do, you're going to give yourself a boost. If you're sleeping with your head facing West, Northwest or Southwest, you're going to give yourself a boost. Just by doing those couple of things, you can help align yourself with more supportive energy. And that's something that you can do right away. Actually, the Southwest, so this is where feng shui comes in. So this year, the annual visiting energy to the Southwest sector is known for romance and relationships and love. So if you were my client, we would be looking very specifically at the Southwest portion of your home. Um, We want to see what's there, how you can use it. Is it a room that you can sleep in? Can you sleep in that direction? Um, Is that a, a... an area you can spend time in more often in your home because that annual energy is, is pretty powerful because it's, it's there for the whole year. Um, We want to take advantage of that whenever possible. So there you go. There's a hot little tip for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, for me that, that, that's really very, very interesting. And I'm sure for the audience too. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly probably be updating my journey as to how I, I go on, you know, in terms of um, attracting. Uh, I've been blessed with many soulmate relationships in my life. And, um, you know, I, I have no doubt that the next level is just literally around the corner. <laughs> and, it, and actually, you know, there's like, so that we go layers and layers and layers, right? So the, the, the energy of the current year that we're in is, is called Gunksa, which is young metal rat year. And um, the rat is like oceans of water. It's a lot of water. Um, and so for a Gua Chu person with a lot of water, you can sometimes feel like you're getting washed away. You do need to be watered, right? The earth needs to be fertile and it has the right amount of water, the right amount of sunshine. So this particular year, you may feel like it's a little bit overwhelming, um, but starting in January, it will ease up for sure. Um, you'll start to feel a lot better in uh, August and September. Um, and then next year, because the water element is not quite as significant as it is this year, you'll start to feel a lot more stable. Um, that would be my generalized prediction without seeing your whole chart. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're going to be fine. This is just a season. This is totally a season and um, you're, you're obviously very strong. Um, and so you're, you're going to make it through. This is a short time period. You're, you're going to try, you're going to triumph on the other end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't doubt it at all. And, um, I just want people to know, you know, just because one relationship ends, even if it ends acrimoniously, you know, know it's for your highest good. And, um, there's always a reason. And that reason is because you deserve the next level relationship that's going to help you grow and be a better version of yourself the next time around. Absolutely. It could be that in someone's chart, that relationship might have looked like a boyfriend and not have looked like a marriage. It could be that you made the choice, right? We're sort of human luck, right? You made the choice to get married or be in a relationship and that, you know, that maybe wasn't the the best at that time, right? To be a long-term marriage. And so now you have an opportunity to choose something different and create something else. I totally agree with that. <laughs> Thank you. On that note, it's been fascinating, Gillian. What would be your best contact information for our listeners to 
um, get in touch with you? I, I really encourage people to check out my website. So my business is called Feng Shui in Motion. I'm the owner and principal consultant. Um, I've been working in Feng Shui for over a decade. And the website is FS for Feng Shui in motion.com. I really encourage people to sign up for the newsletter. I do a, a newsletter twice a month covering the energy of the month at the beginning and then different topics under the umbrella of Chinese metaphysics as well. Um, there's blog posts that people can read so you can get an idea of my perspective on feng shui. And if you feel like you need support, you can always reach out to have a discovery session. Happy to conduct those. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all of that information. I've found it really fascinating and a totally different approach than uh, other guests that I've had on in terms of how, you know, this sort of Asian influence can affect our energy and what we can attract down to, you know, the environment where we live. I love it. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I, I hope we can do it again. <laughs> Certainly. We'll have you on again. That for sure. So listeners, the way I always like to end is to say true love starts by opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.